Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. If you guys want to support us, there's one way that is absolutely free and means the world to us, and that's leaving a five-star review on iTunes. iTunes is the biggest way we distribute this podcast. And right now, if you search Pathfinder Podcast, we don't even show up. But the more ratings you have, the more likely you'll show up in searches. So if you guys really want to help us out, just go there and leave a quick five-star review. You don't even have to write one down if you want to. You can just hit five stars and submit. But if you would like to go the extra mile and leave some words, uh, we would appreciate it. Either way, if you do or don't, we're, we're so happy you guys listen, and we hope you enjoyed today's program. Last time on Trailblazers, after surviving interrogation with their captor, the head of security for a popular club, the party learned the location of the doctor who experimented on their group member, Shiva. They enlisted his help peacefully under the protest of Shiva. The party then received a mission to raid a warehouse that held the manifest to the tram they were on when it was ambushed. The party made a quick stop before getting to the mission at the most popular concert in town, a singer named Red. Booker surprised the party with backstage passes, and upon entering found out how he got them, as Red welcomed Booker as one would welcome an old friend. Will the party be able to survive this social encounter? What about the mission they're to embark on? Will they get the answers they seek? Find out this week on Trailblazers! Booker! And Booker goes, Red, it's been so long. And they go over and they, they do an embrace. And she does a very, like, polite, you know, she's a very kind of almost sophisticated person. Gives it a sophisticated embrace. And uh, and she smiles and, and looks at him. And he uh, he kind of goes, thanks for the tickets. I, I really appreciate it. Hey, I want to meet some people. This is Landris and this is Victor. And she looks at you and says, nice to meet you. And she gives, like, a little head nod. I love your music. Uh. <laughs> Is that what's all right? Is this what we're doing, guys? Is this what we're doing today? Just, he just gonna he, he told me I likes it, so everything I say to her is I really like you. By the way, I don't know if you knew that or not, but you're great. You're pretty. Uh, um. She says thank you very much. I appreciate. Gosh, that. you're pretty. <laughs> okay. You had a you had a good show, uh, a great show. Thank you very much. I hope you'll come to the next one. Yeah, don't worry. We'll be dressed better. Uh, Booker pulled a good prank on us. Well, a prank? I didn't try to do a prank. Yeah, don't don't lie, Booker. He, hey, he, speak- he picked us up right from work. He told us it was no big deal, and he just got some junk passes. And He's like, oh, no, what you guys are wearing is fine. Hey, well, look look what I'm wearing, Red. How, how do you like it? And he kind of spreads his arms out. And she kind of looks at him and goes, Booker, it's very you. Thanks. Uh, I bought it just for today. Hey, uh, you know, I... I want to thank you for the tickets. You didn't have to give them. And she says, uh, Booker, of course, for you, I would always give you tickets. I'd give you more front row tickets, but, you know, the Sanhedrin constantly fills them up. But there was a space since um, the president couldn't be here today. So you got his tickets. We, we were sitting in the president's spot. Yes. I'm sure you met some interesting people. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. They said I had to go to the bathroom. And she looks confused, but she doesn't pursue it. <laughs> so how, uh, Booker, Red, how do you know Booker? Him and I have been friends for a long time. Um, we used to go out. What? And, and Red's face, uh, uh, Booker's face gets so red. And he goes, yeah, well, n- enough about that. Uh, red, I, I, you, what a beautiful song you sang today. That is not about us dating. And... <laughs> Red kind of smiles, and uh, she says, "How did uh, did you get the transfer?" And he goes, "Oh yes, thank you very much. On behalf of everyone at the AAA, we thank you, thank you a lot." 
um, I, I felt so bad asking for it. But when you said if I needed anything, that honestly we, we needed it. So thank you so much. Uh, uh, I saw a boss man already spending some of it, so I'm sure he's happy to have it. Anything you need, Booker, you just let me know, right? Don't be afraid to ask. Oh, thanks. Oh, that was that was you? And Booker kind of goes, yeah, I didn't want a lot of people to know, so I told I told him not to tell anybody that it came from me. Well, they got, like, people everywhere. They're doing all kinds of stuff. Really going to help out. Tell me about this organization. Uh, what has Booker told you so far? He told me the name and that he needed help, and that was all I needed to know. Well, you're quite the philanthropist, then. <laughs> well, I want to I be able to help Booker when he needs it. Heard he recently lost his job. Yeah, they they were working with me. They lost it. They lost it too. That's why we're all part of this this thing now. They, they you know they helped save my butt. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but it's I don't know. You guys do more missions than I do. It's kind of kind of like a I, I look at Victor and I'm thinking like, oh, do we lie? I don't. This is awkward. I'm I'm just kind of like uh, I'm I'm in the same place. I don't know where to begin. This is all like craziness. So. Uh, how long did you go out? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Booker's like, we know uh, it's uh, we help people who are also anthros, uh, you know, whenever they're like downtrodden and stuff. They, they've they been doing more missions than I do. And there's like this lady we've been trying to save and she's like a robot, but she's not a robot. And they're doing bad things to her. And so they saved her. And now we're trying to figure out what happened to her. Oh, and there's this canister and we don't know what it's about. And it's, and it's, like a, it's, it's like a. How many songs have you written about him? Because there's a few that might fit. Uh, she kind of laughs a little bit into her hand and goes, I, I haven't written any songs about Booker. It's been a little while since we dated. Uh, the, the AAA is kind of like a humanitarian nonprofit, but it's an anthrotarian nonprofit. <laughs> I see. Well, I hope you help people, and, I, and you let me know if you guys need more help. We greatly appreciate it. Hopefully it can be a tax write-off. <laughs> she smiles at that. Uh, can you sign this for me? Because my wife really loves you. I mean, of course, everybody loves you. But, um, could you, like, can you just say, like, she won't ever believe that I met you, so maybe you could just sign this for me, please? Well, here, and she walks over back to a, a table, and there's, like, a suitcase or something on it, and she, she takes out uh, uh, a picture of her, and she, and she signs it. and says, what's your wife's name? Sarah, with an H. Okay. And she writes a personalized message to Sarah and hands it to you. Thanks. Uh, wow, that's great. Thank you. No problem. You are great. I mean, it was great. I, I wish there was more. I wish I could have heard more of your songs. But the one, the one was perfect. Well, don't worry. I'll have a new one soon. And I'll be sure to give you guys tickets. Thank you. Yeah, our, our friend Shiva couldn't make it. You got like a shirt or something you could sign and that's not too much to ask. <laughs> sure and uh she she uh gets she signs two more things uh one to victor and one to shiva and gives it to you and you see like booker kind of walks over to like the 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 food table craft services is in this world fantasy craft services is there and she he's eating fantasy craft he's like wow you guys have like all this stuff back here we've been eating like these stupid bars hey uh red have you ever like do you know why somebody would like do you know anything about these 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 clinics because we had this lady her name is shiva and she was getting like experimented on and stuff whoa, and whoa, 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 whoa. uh yeah uh so booker uh you probably need to go to the bathroom again don't you i don't think we ever went so yeah you need to go 
You see, he like has half the food in his hand and in hand and half of it in his mouth. And kind of looks at him, looks sad, and goes, "Yeah, I get. I guess I gotta go to the bathroom again, Red. Um, well, thanks. Uh, we'll be sure to see you later. Maybe next time we can hang out longer, okay?" And she smiles and says, "Absolutely. It's fine. You guys leave now, anyway. They're about to let into the Sanhedrin, and those guys are just a lot of talk and a lot of boring." Oh yeah, we better we better go. Best of luck with that. Thank you guys for visiting. Hey, thank see you. See you again soon. Hope so. And you guys leave, and like you see, like Booker, like put some food in his pockets as he leaves. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, kid. I, uh, I don't know if we should just be like spouting out everything we know, you know, about the organization, and Shiva, and all that. Never oh. say the word capsule again in your life. I said canister. You know what I mean, and you said it. That <laughs> I, I like hit him in the arm. I, I, I've known Red a long time. We're close. It's fine. We can tell her anything. Yeah, but hey, you, you could be putting her in danger. Oh, she's fine. She's probably one of the most protected people in this city. I mean, hey, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have all the fixing happen at the at the the base. You guys should be a little more thankful. What if someone else over here is like one of the Sanhedrin? You think that, you know they could be in on it? Oh, you guys are too too nervous. You're too paranoid. Red's fine. Trust me. I trust her more than I trust you guys. As you're walking by, some of the Sanhedrin are pushing past you, and you see uh, is that that guy who you were sitting next to. Um, what was his name? J.G. Locke. Yes, J.G. Locke. And he goes, oh, well, if it isn't the bathroom trio. <laughs> uh, son of a gun, I gotta go. Bye. Uh, uh, goodbye. You guys brush past him, and you guys make it out to uh, outside. And Booker's like, man, I wish you guys didn't rush us out. That was great. It was like a nice time. We still got a lot to do it tonight. I haven't seen her in a while. Well, we don't have that luxury, unfortunately. I wish we were still together. Oh, he looks down. He starts, like, kicking the ground. She said that I was a nice boy, but... Ooh, ouch. She wanted... Yeah. An... You don't have to say anymore, man. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. She said I, I kind of... Didn't grow up, and she did. She said it a lot nicer than that, but that was the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. We're well, still great friends, though. At least you can figure out what she said. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to not be me. I don't know how to grow up. I thought I was doing that just fine. Hey, you're you're doing great. Yeah. Hey, listen, out of the three of us, I'm the only one wearing a suit. Am I right, guys? I think that's step number one to growing up. Don't be so comparative. Okay, well, I don't remember asking you. Let's, uh, uh, why don't you go to the bathroom? <laughs> Are we in, like, the middle of the street? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you if you want to see that bad. What, whatever, and, like, pushes you, and he gets onto the tram. <laughs> Shut up, Lamorous. <laughs> yeah, you, your, your mind is a candy-coated shell. Shut up, Lamorous. So you guys get on the tram. And you head over to your mission. And uh, while you're going there, you're like, Booker's like going with you. And he's like, so where are we going? Oh, uh, well, well, we're going to, uh, uh, you, you tell. We're going to the, uh, clerical office where they got the paperwork for where the, our train was going. Oh, cool. Why are we going there? Because, because they want the paperwork. They want us to, to know. We got to get, get some stuff from there. For the triple A. Oh, okay. 
Remember the thing you're not supposed to say? Yeah. We can know who wanted it. Oh. Oh, like a manifest. Oh, why don't we think of that? Yeah, we're a little busy. I guess so. Well, I we mean, were. we we've been going like nonstop, getting kidnapped and going on missions. Hey, I, and all I, that. I've been going too. Did, did, didn't you see all all the all the money I got for us? And I got us tickets. Yes. Yeah, no. No. You did great. You remember what Landis I just went said with them to, to go to the vault, and uh, I helped get the vault too. All right. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, after a while, you get to your stop and you get off, and you see Shiva is kind of like in an alleyway waiting for you. And when she sees you, she comes out of it, and she comes out and goes, "Enjoy your concert." Yeah. Yeah, Red's great. Hey, I got you something. We love her. <laughs> I Sound hand her. Great. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I hand her uh, the thing that Red signed. Oh, thank you. You? How did you go see Red? Ask lover boy here. Don't call me that. She's my friend. We went in the backstage path. Let's just go to the mission. What, 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 what's up? And Shiva says, I scout out the place. There's only one guard there. Uh, and he doesn't look like the kind who sees action. I don't think it would be very hard to get past him or subdue him or whatever we need to do. Okay. Aside from that, it looks pretty clear. Not a lot of security. I guess they don't often need to keep manifest secure. Well, uh, what's our best way in? Uh, that's, that's the trouble. There's, there's a multitude of options, and so we can go through the front, but we're going to need the key card from him, or unless somebody's exceptionally good at picking locks, we can do that, or, uh, the roof access, and there are, of course, windows, if nothing else works. Roofs have been working for me lately. Okay, yeah, that lock wasn't part of the system. It seems to be a simpler lock up there. I, I pat myself down like, oh, I gave Koba my key thing. Well, I got one. Good. Okay. Um, I mean, I can get on the roof. I can drop down a rope. Is there a quiet place we can do that? Yeah, sure. He kind of just stays to the front door most of the time. Once in a great while, he patrols. So I'll just wait at the front to make sure it's clear, and I'll give you a nod. Oh, uh, where's a bird? Oh, right here. And uh, she hits a call buttons on the wrist pad thing, and it comes by. She hands it back to you. Uh, so you guys go to the back. I'm sure you can just... Actually, you can't take a 10 on a climb check, so make a climb check. I have a climb speed. I could totally take a 10. Oh, sweet. All right, you, all right then. No bother. You you go up there, and you drop a rope, and everybody goes up there. No, no need, and Shiva's look out, and she's the last one to come over, and you're all on the roof. And there's a there's a door up there, and it, of course, leads down. So you're going to have to try to make a, uh, a disabled device check. I'll leave that to you. You're way better at that, Vic. Okay. I'll do that. 30. Snap. You do it. You, you open up, beep, and it opens up, and you all sneak down in, and you go in, and it's this is warehouse pretty much area, so it's just like lined with these boxes on these high shelves. Do we need to do like a perception check or anything to see I mean, what's going you just on? spend some time going through it until you kind of figure out, okay, it's this is this pattern of history, and then you figure out, okay, which company, and you finally find... Now, in these boxes, it just feel like paper and stuff yes. like that, or... Okay. And you go through all of it, and you, you you get the sense that, like, this is just such, like, repetitive cargo. It's like, oh, is it going to be crystals? Is it going to be metal mined from the earth? Or is it algae? Oh, look, it's one of those three. Every time. Always. Forever. So you're going through that stuff and until you find uh, your shipment. 
You see, uh, the shipment is from a company called Datadyne. Uh, that they were shipping uh, all sorts of things. It looks like as you go through and you see in other boxes, Datadyne is all over here. And they're shipping. All their shipments keep going up to Upper Kadesh. And then you find, but the one thing, it says, you know, private item. And obviously it's the, the canister that you were looking at. Shipping uh, to personal address. And you look up the address and, and you get it. You have the address now. Uh, you're not exactly familiar with it, and it has no name to the address. It just has a personal address. Now, you said a lot of these shipments go to Upper Kadesh? Yes. So the tram system actually goes vertical at some point? Yes. Okay. And did we ever, like, were we part of that, or is that, like, a separate thing? No, not very often. Maybe in a very rare case, but no. You are mostly down. Because actually most of the factories and stuff that would take this stuff and turn it into the materials they need are in the south. It's actually not a really often occurring thing that anything goes up to the upper Kadesh. But apparently these guys are specializing in it because they did it a lot. Is it like an elevator? Or does it just like spiral up? It's a sort of spiral up kind of thing. Okay. Or diagonal up. And uh, the other things, like did they start recently ordering stuff? The other things. Like you said Data Dino ordered a bunch of stuff, right? Yes, it actually is fairly recently. It's like within the last year, this company seemed to not exist before then, at least with these records. And then all of a sudden it exists and shipping a ton of stuff up to Upper Kadesh. Except for this one thing, the one private thing is going to a private address in Lower Kadesh. Question, is there an address for Datadyne? Uh, Yes, um, it's corporate, which is in Upper Kadesh. I I want to take note of that. Okay. (laughs) Can I have Bird take a picture of it? Sure. Let me retcon. Instead of an address, it's like a, a sort of like a phone number, a communicator number for data. Okay, that's fine. All right, well, we got our name. Let's get out of here. All right. Sounds you, good with uh, me. You head out the same way you came? Yes. Well, that was your first mistake, listening to the prompt of the end of the GM. Ha-ha! <laughs> because up there I have laid a trap for you. Uh, I have not. You guys get out safe and you're fine. Yay! I have a dream. My poor little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just playing some role-playing games while listening to the speech made by some GM named Martin Luther King. I'm not quite clear how any of this relates to RPGs, though. Well, Caleb, I'm not sure when he says character, he's talking about the kind of character that you're thinking of. Hey, but do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did on player types and conflict. That was a great one. We learned a lot on how to deal with all sorts of different kinds of players. You can listen to Pathfinder Academy on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen, too, so go on to our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, I think I get it now. He's saying we're supposed to judge our fellow players by the content of their character sheet, not the color of their orc or elvish skin. Oh, Caleb, I'm not sure that you'll ever understand. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last! All right, you're, uh, you're you're on the train system to go back, and uh, Booker was like, "That's like the easiest mission I've ever been on. Why'd you guys need four people? We only needed three people." Uh, sorry, why'd you need three? Wait, what do you mean by that? 
Did you not want to go on the mission with me? Actually, they only needed two of us to go do that. We took Shiva because we like, uh, you know, have someone there with us, just in case. And we took you because you are our friend. Okay. So uh, there's this this little automated robot that goes by to you, right? He looks like a... You ever seen like a Dalek from... uh, Absolutely, I have. With a plunger and everything. Yeah, what's that show called? Doctor Who? Yes, that show. Kind of looks like that, and you hear it say, like, eat recycled food. That is good for the environment. And it's like a mobile little... um, what do you call it? Vending machine. Uh, it's got even little warning labels on it. Don't let it tip over and kill you. You know, ten <laughs> Americans die every year. Ten Kadeshians die every year from vending machines falling on them. And it's going around, and you can buy things. And it's like a uh, a little thing. It's like reward membership, and you can put in points or you can put in money. It's going by, uh, and you can buy little snacks from it and stuff. And you're sitting there, and lights are going by. The windows flash, 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 flash. And you're these, of course, these like you know pale red flashes, and then a bright red flash. And then a uh, bright red flash from the back. And then bright red flash from the front. And it starts smoking in your tram. And it starts getting hot. And then obviously something's going very, very wrong. And you start hearing screaming coming from both the front and back of the tram. And you kind of get up to look. And hellhounds are encroaching on you from either side. And it's a bunch of them, and they are just chewing through people. People are screaming, trying to get out of the way. But they're heading for you. What do you guys do? First I say, Booker, this is why we have four of us. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I was daydreaming about Red. Is something wrong? No. (laughs) 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 He gets up, and he he, kind of pounds his fist. He goes, round two. Um, So how fast does this tram go? Very. The sort of fast that it's like... Let's not get off the tram while it's still moving fast. And they're coming from other cars. Yeah, they're yep. They're just they just got to like the entrance and the entrance of or I guess exits both way of your tram. How many are there? Um, it's hard to count in this cramp, but there's at least three on one side and three on the other. Okay, what do you want to do? Oh boy. Um. So wait, can they open doors? Uh, the doors are automatic. And but have they opened them yet? Oh yeah, they're they're there. They're they're in your thing now. Didn't even give me a chance to do something cool, Caleb. No, I'm Garsh. sorry. Uh, Shiva does something cool. She stands on top of uh, like the the chairs and opens up a hatch in the roof. And she kind of looks up and shrugs. Sounds good to me. You go up the hatch and you get up on the top of the roof and boy, like the wind is hitting your face. You're like, oh, this is a familiar feeling. But at least you're not going a million miles per hour like the last tram did and it was hard to even stand. Uh, and when you get up there, you see waiting for you on top of the tram is Baron Samiti. He's wearing a black suit. Stitched into the suit is a skeleton pattern. He's kind of a flat top hat with a wide brim. And he's got this like stringy long hair. And look at the word um, Undertaker comes to mind when you see him. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at you. Uh, he had He had been waiting for you. And when you get up, he starts making motions with his hand, and he starts saying some words. And these, uh, you see, like a wall appears in front of you, behind you, above you, to your left, to your right, making like trapping you in this cube. And then the wall slowly disappears. You then, and you hear for the first time, Baron speaks. The canister, give it to me. Uh, well, we don't have it. Tell me where it is. If you lie, I'll know. And he pulls out his mace, or his uh, flail. 
Uh, I mean, what do you have, like a map? He begins making some motions again. Oh, man. He begins speaking a a language you don't understand. And uh, underneath you guys, you see it starts turning and and molting into this circle. It starts melting the floor. And you kind of back up from the circle. And then uh, a gout of flame comes out of it. And then the circle closes up. And the flame is still there. And the flame kind of separates into three distinct sections. And the flame begins to take form into a sort of fiery stake. And there are three beings just made of fire there waiting for you. And he points at you guys and he gives some sort of command. And then uh, everybody's got to roll initiative. 20. 22. So the first thing to go for first is this this fire elemental. So it goes and it slithers over to you. like And it, when it when it goes, it like a, like a whip, like a cracking of the whip, it with fire and flash, it goes over uh, straight to you, Landris. And as it gets to you, it's going to do 13 points. Uh, I'm sorry, 13. To my flat-footed AC does not hit. It is now Landris' turn. Uh, how You said that like, a box kind of appeared around us momentarily? Yes, and then it disappeared. Like, how big, like, was it really close to us, or, like, how big was it? It's pretty wide. It's pretty much to the whole length of the car. Let's say maybe three-quarters of the car stopping in front of, uh... Baron Smitty. Okay. I think I know what that means. <laughs> I'm going to step away from this fire elemental, like trying to move towards someone else, try and get us back to back, and then I'm drawing my bow and firing at it. Sure. The, the one thing I do. And you do it so well. <laughs> I can't climb anything here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to use everything, rapid shot, deadly aim, point blank shot. Sure. 16, 16, 13. Miss, miss, miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I already rolled like fives. Oh, well. You shoot up arrows, and you see it just burns the arrows as it goes through it. And you hear fire laugh, which must be a very alien thing to hear. Uh, that's all you. So it's now going to be Shiva's turn. And Shiva <laughs> turns on her laser torch, and she runs over to the thing uh, and slashes at it. And Caleb only just now realized that it does fire damage. And it's blue fire because it's infused with energy, allowing it to also do regular damage. Don't judge me. Uh, uh, bending the rules for your DMPCs, Caleb. <laughs> if you want her to be useless, I can have that for you guys. If that's really cool. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop that. If you have a debate about that, she gets a hit. Oh, and she's enraged. Nice. Yeah, her eyes turn from blue to red as her frenzy chip activates, and she does seven damage to it. Making it Victor's turn. Okay, I got the gravity chip on my hammer. Nice. So I'm going to do 20. Hit. And then then 9. Miss. 17. Nice. It's not looking good. As you swing through it, you create so much wind, you just put out a ton of its fire, and it starts smoking a lot. That's what I like. Which is, I mean, I mean, it's just coffin nails. You know he's going to die of lung cancer any time now. <laughs> Shout out to all the people that have family that died of lung cancer that I just made a terrible joke about their family. If it makes you feel better, I've had at least three people in my family die of lung cancer. So I'm like, I'm Jewish, so I can make a Jewish joke. (laughs) Are we back to back now? Sure. Then I'm not moving. Yeah, that's it, I'm done. All right, cool. Uh, So now, uh, Baron Samiti kind of, almost like like he's throwing something. You see a wisp of smoke goes in between his hand and behind you guys, and then a big poof of smoke, and there he appears. 
But you're back to back, so he's not going to get anybody sort of back or uh, do any sort of flanking because you're you're, you're hurting the flank. Uh, but he's going to hit. Uh, I guess the guy in the back is going to be the range guy, so he's going to hit Landris. Or he's going to try. Um, 25. Yeah. Okay, that's a confirmed critical. 10, 20. 20 doesn't hit me now. Sweet. He's going to do math amount of damage. Math, my only weakness. 13 points of damage total on this critical. Uh, and you're not going to take extra damage from fire damage, are you? You're not like fire vulnerable, are you? No. But because it is critical, you are going to be ignited. So you are as if you're caught on fire. Okay. Oof. So he hits you. The thing is on fire. As it hits you, it kind of explodes into flame, and you're and you're caught on fire now. Uh, it is now. Oof. After all that, Booker's turn, and Booker uh, goes after uh, one of the elementals on his own. As he runs over there, he's uh, he's really really excited. Sweet, and he successfully hits it. All right, he does a little bit of damage to it, and he's like. You guys, how do you hurt fire? He's just got a dagger, doesn't he? Yep. And uh, that elemental decides to not like him and miss him. And that one's going to move over to uh, in front of you, uh, Victor, who's in the front. Does a... Bring it! 9, 10, 20 hit your AC. Yes, matches. Nice. He does... If I swear, if I roll one more one, I'm just letting you guys win. Two <laughs> points of damage... Make a reflex save, please. Sure. Uh, 19. DC 14. Oh, no, you made it. Congratulations. So you don't have any sort of fire damage. You are just... This is going well. This is exactly how I planned this to go. Uh, now it's back at the top of the order. The elemental that's almost dead in front of you is going to go after you again. And it's going to miss. Unless a 10 uh, or 11 match hits your AC now. Making oh, my head... <laughs> The uh, flaw, I hate being on fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Landris' turn. I look at Baron and say, I've seen your work. If we told you, you'd kill us anyway. Does he say anything in response? Uh, I was going to say, like, he smirks, but he has a mask on, so no, you're not sure what he's doing. He does not respond. Okay. doesn't seem to respond. You gonna I'm going to take total else? defense. Okay. What does that do? I get a, a lot of bonus to my AC because I'm not attacking and I can't take attacks of opportunity. Okay, and that's all you're gonna do? Yep. Okay, now it's making it Shiva's turn, who's going to attack the fire death thing. And she is going to hit! Nice, six points damage on the thing, uh, which is what I had left, so it's gone. The thing extinguishes and it's blown out by the wind of the uh, of the fast moving tram. By the way, when you're moving, like you can see like smoke is billowing behind these things as you're traveling so very quickly. Uh, now it's making it Victor's turn. I'd also like to say, your ears look stupid. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna do a power attack on on the elemental. Okay. Twenty one. Hit. Seven. Miss. Twenty five. Kill it. I only had twenty four left. You hit it. And <laughs> extinguishes. All right. All right, uh, Baron Samiti is going to, uh, he, he grabs your face, Landris, and says, uh, you like to make jokes. Well, tell me, how does it feel to be mortal? 29. Yeah, that hits my touch AC. Does that get to your touch AC? A little bit, yeah. Great, fantastic. Uh, you start feeling blood rush to your head. It starts pouring and ripping holes in your face as it comes out of your pores. You're going to take 20 points damage. 
And you All see right. the blood goes out of your face into his hand. And you see he kind of stands straighter a little bit. Well, Vampiric Touch. Audience, if you guys know what that is. You're hurting pretty bad, aren't you? I'm okay. <laughs> Making it Booker's turn. And Booker uh, runs over to um, the third and final elemental. And he completely whiffs it. And almost falls into the fire thing. Oh, by the way, you need to take fire damage since you didn't put yourself out. Uh, roll a d4. Two. All right, so you only take it for two rounds. But you're going to take... Fire's burning out. You take one point of damage. Such a good encounter. Making it uh, the fire elemental's turn to get back at Booker. And absolutely hits. Do four points of damage to poor Booker. Booker will save. So he doesn't catch on fire. Uh, Now making it back to Landris' turn. I'm going to five foot step back and take total defense again. Okay. Shiva's going to run over and try to help you, and she's going to go over and slash at the Baron. And she's going to miss with a five. Victor's turn. Well, I was going to help him, but since she went over and did that, I'm going to help Booker and get rid of that last elemental, or try to. I'm going to do that. It's about 20 feet away. Okay. Yeah, I'll walk over there. and. Yeah. You can do a charge if you want, you know. I don't think there'll be any penalty for a charge. That's fine. I'll do that. 19. Uh, hit. 21. Nice. Oh, yeah, you, you do a good chunk to it. I'd like to say, Caleb, uh, we've been forgetting my mechanic. I've been forgetting my mechanic again. I forgot about bird. You gonna do something with your bird? You finally got it yes. back. Gave it back to you. Um, you had mentioned I had a move action yet. You shifted, Left. but so I think you still use move action since, right? Yeah, I just can't actually physically move. Yep. Yeah. Um. Sure. So yeah. as my move action, I draw out my uh, smoke arrow, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have bird grab it from my hand, float over me. And just drop it. T- take a prepared action to drop it if Baron goes to attack me. Okay, like it's hot? Because that would be uh, very yes. apropos in this battle. <laughs> Alright, cool. Yep, done. Did it. It's great. Victor did his thing. Uh, Baron's turn. Alright, so Baron uh, walks forward. So, oh, triggers the action. Uh, the arrow drops and hits in front of me, making a cloud of smoke, if only momentarily. Uh, does this give you concealment or something? Yeah, it acts like a fog cloud, which I believe is if he's directly adjacent to me I think it's regular concealment, so 20% Okay, well let's do the, the rolls first um, 29 and 27 8, 28 Those both hit, I assume, so let's do our D100 roll uh, We're gonna say 1 to 20 is a miss Miss Hit Okay, good But I'm the GM, so I'm gonna say they're both a hit Haha. You're gonna take ten damage plus one damage. I don't know why I roll an extra one d6. It's just my we'll just add one. Uh, and that's fire damage. You're already caught on fire, Duder. You're gonna take your last thing of fire damage, which is three points, and then the fire goes out. And uh, it's now gonna be Booker's turn. He's gonna try to finish off this elemental, and it's dead. The fire thing goes away. Uh, making it back to Lanris' turn. Leaving only Baron Samiti there. I don't really have any more tricks up my sleeve, so I'm just gonna shift, like, towards Shiva. Mm-hmm. And take another total defense. You do that. Shiva mm-hmm. is gonna stand in front of you and try to stabby-stab him. Two points of damage to him. She kind of gets him with a laser torch, but it kind of grazes him. Uh, but it burns his suit a little bit. 
You can see under that suit is some sort of uh, armor. And it makes it now Van Victor's turn. How far are they from me? Uh, you ran 20 feet, so now they're 20 feet away. Okay, that's all that need, need to know. I'm going to shoot at him. I'm going to use your, your um, Iron Man laser hand thing. That's correct, sir. I'm going to shoot at him with my Iron Man laser hand thingy. This is touch attack 16. Uh, touch attack it is a... It's touch AC. Oh, it's a total hit. Okay. Got a very then, bad touch AC. That's what I like to hear. And then 16. Oh, yep. That's a hit. 23. Nice. That kind of sends him reeling. And uh, makes him his turn. He, he throws that whatever black mist thing and, and he poofs over uh, to the other side of the car again. He starts panting. You see, he kind of like looks up in the air and kind of puts his hands out, and he, and he, his thumb and his ring fingers connect, and he starts just kind of sitting there, almost standing there meditating, right? And then you can start seeing kind of a green ribbon of energy, and then another one, and then more of them start going around him, and you can see see some of the parts where you've hurt him and cut him and burned him start binding up. Uh, while you're doing this, uh, while he's doing that, uh, you see at the little entrance you were at. Uh, where you guys climbed up the hatch. Everything down there is on fire and destroyed, and kind of plugging up the hole is the recycle bot that was trying to sell you stuff. It was trying to get up there to continue to sell you stuff because it does its job so well, and it's like, got to sell, and you're the last person alive on the train, so it was trying to sell things to you. Got all wedged <laughs> in there, and little fire things are down there, but it's all broken, and it's like, eat, re eat, re eat, re eat, re eat, recycle. Congratulations. You have successfully earned enough points to receive a reward. Please choose your reward from the display screen. And three things get displayed. And <laughs> it dispenses a trauma pack. It says, you appear to be hurting. Would you like some aid? And it dispenses a trauma pack for you. Uh, and then the three rewards you can pick is a laser sight, which you can at attach to a weapon to give it plus one AC. Uh, plus one to attack. Uh, I don't know if damage. I think just attack. Um, obviously, it's to be ranged. Uh, a fire extinguisher. Or a force field. A green level. Force fields, uh, they are kind of... They don't stop things like lasers and stuff, but they stop physical strikes and things like that. So it's kind of like an invisible layer of armor, uh, but it's more like temporary HP. It has 25 HP that it'll just absorb, but each round, it has fast healing 5, so it'll get 5 HP back to that temporary pool. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, I, fall, I fall on the ground on top of the trauma pack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. A trauma pack. Uh, let me explain that to you. It helps with trauma. I am currently under trauma. <laughs> a small box of emergency medical gear can be used to augment a creature's heal skill to allow for enhanced healing. Uh, it has enough supplies to be used five times before it's depleted. When using a trauma pack to provide healing, attempt a DC 15 heal check. The standard action, if it succeeds, the pack provides an additional 1d8 plus 1 points of healing. For every five points by which the heal check res result exceeds 15, provides an additional 1d8 plus 1 points of healing. So you guys are going to have two rounds while Baron is casting a healing spell himself to do what you want. And you also get to pick uh, what reward you want. We just get one of those things? Yep. Pick your loyalty reward. <laughs> I'm going for force field, whatever you want. You can only pick one. I know, I know. I'm saying oh, okay. that's what my vote is. Can I take a 10 on the heal check? Uh, sure. And then I get a 15. 
Okay. Uh, you don't want to roll to see if you can't get over it? That's fine. You might get under it. I understand. Uh, all right. You get 1d8 plus 1 points of healing plus your normal 8 points of healing. So 1d8 plus 9 is essentially what it is. 13. I'm like rapidly bandaging myself up. <laughs> Which I seem to have experience <laughs> doing. Crap, 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 crap. <laughs> like I've definitely worked with medical equipment before. Which of uh, the three wars do you want? That's for Vic. A fantastic choice. Please use it in good health, and remember to stay safe. And it dispenses the force field. You put it on, and you see one, uh, 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 a almost like glass layer appears all around you in a sphere, and then slowly goes away. By the way, not a lot can pierce through this. This this field is like it's like a, an extra layer of skin, so you actually can't drink or eat, but you can still interact with objects because it's just clinging to your hands and molded to your hands. But, but I like, can turn it on and off, huh? Okay. Right. And it kind of vacuum packs almost to you. And then it kind of like goes completely see-through. So you've got this force field on. Keep track of it. 25 temporary HP. Every round will heal 5. But obviously can never go above 25. If it ever reaches 0, it just automatically turns off. It can't be activated again for 24 hours. Okay. I'm going to have Bird test the limits of this box. And see if it is in fact a force field a la Kingdom Hearts. Uh, okay, haven't played the game, but uh, uh, it runs into the field, breaks, and you lost your bird. <laughs> Good, perfect. I hated it's, that thing. It's like uh, that movie, uh, Cabin in the Woods, where he tries to escape on the motorcycle and just dashes to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that, so thanks for spoiling it. You're welcome. You, as you guys have uh, two rounds to do anything you want, uh, you send Birdie on one of the rounds? I do have a question about the force field. If I got, like, hit three points, mm -hmm. does that automatically heal that? No, it, it's its own temporary HP. Okay, I got you. Got you. It's not going to heal you at all. It's going to prevent damage to you. I'm going to take the second round to make another... Take a 10 on another heal check. All right, so 1d8 plus 1. All right, second round. I'm going to make a perception check. Okay. I'm going to be scanning the force field around us. If I can, like, maybe run my hand against it. I'm going to see if it's, like... Did he mess up somewhere? Maybe he missed somewhere we can squeeze through, something like that. Oh, interesting. Like, it, we're, okay, we're on a tram a that, check. like, I assume it takes turns and stuff. And it like twists and contorts the cart we're on, so I'm gonna see if it like yeah, I like that's smart. Any place. Sure, sure. Uh, Roll a perception check. Twenty-three. Uh, you go around and you feel, and you don't. In spending uh, six seconds, you're, you're not. You can't find anything yet. Doesn't mean there's not one there, but uh, you weren't able to find one. Land race. We can do with your last three round. That's what Victor. you just did. That's what I said. I wish <laughs> you'd listen more. Um, can you break it? Let me fire at the wall, the force field. Okay, you fire. Fire. Go ahead. Uh, don't bother rolling attack. It's like literally hitting the broad side of a barn. You're, <laughs> you just roll damage. As long as you didn't hit something else, you literally have to hit it. So uh, just roll damage. 13. Poof, it hits the, the force field. It's invisible, so you can't see cracks if you've made one. Uh, but it definitely stops it, by the way. It does hit the wall of force. I mean this invisible wall that you don't know what it is. <laughs> it's totally not a wall of force. Alright, so... Uh, end of that, um, you look back and he's casting a different spell. And you see uh, by you guys two, it looks like almost satanic stars appear. And they melt into the floor. And then you hear him say something again. This time in a language sounded kind of similar before, uh, but it's a little bit different. And he says, Nisha, sound your homes to me. And you're not sure what that was. And all of a sudden you hear Bird go, boop, 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 translating. Beep, beep. Language, infernal. <laughs> Translation, Nisha, lend your pups to me. <laughs> and then you see claws pull, uh, come out of the 
the two uh, Devil Star melty things, and out come these hellhounds. But these things are intense. These things do not look like the other hellhounds. There is so much fire that you cannot see the bones, and it almost looks like part of it is magma. These things uh, look nastier than the normal hellhound. For your listeners out there, these are the mythic uh, hellhounds. Use them at home in your home game to screw over your players. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep the same initiative, so they're going to roll and be part of that. So Shiva gets on her communicator and says, uh, Base, we need help right now. And uh, you get a response and like, what's uh, what's uh, the problem, Shiva? And she's like, no time to explain. Just get to the 405 tram. Now we're on the roof. Pick us up as soon as you can. And you hear, I'm already on my way. And uh, Shiva looks at you guys and goes, uh, I don't know how long we can do this. He's just going to keep healing every time we hit him. We've got to get out of here. Stay together. Attack the same target. Stay, stay on target. target. You got it. <laughs> right. More importantly, so, stay close to me. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know how I feel. Start off with Hellhound 1. The thing... And then breathes out in a fire. Uh, how you guys all grouped up. Making it... DC 14 half reflex save, please. Hey, I can't fail this. 15. I almost did. <laughs> I can't fail this. Four. Oh no. <laughs> I, almost, I almost rolled a 1. What'd you get, uh, Victor? 24. Shiva saves. You guys are really happy you save versus fire, because you are, in case you've forgotten, covered in fur. And everyone saves. That's great. This is counter's going as good as the last one. Great. Uh, Let me just say, Landris, you're starting to, to state that singed fur, it smells real bad. Yeah, hopefully yeah. the showers are up when we get back. <laughs> so you're gonna take you're gonna take half of ten. Sweet. Um, and the other one is gonna They both go before us? No, they don't. That's a great thing that I'm so glad you said. Totally now, Lanaris' turn. I'm going to turn and take a full round action on the one that hasn't gone yet. 15, 17, 16, two flat-footed. Well, uh, 17, 16, and what? 15. Uh, two of them hit. I, the 15 doesn't then? Correct. It's the only one I wanted to hit. Okay, so... Because <laughs> that one hits twice. Thanks, many shot. Um, 27 damage. Oh, nice. Noice! You did over half damage to it. It screams in pain. It's using fire coming out of its nostrils. Uh, making it Shiva's turn. Shiva's gonna be all up in that. Uh, but she actually separates from you guys. She doesn't want to get caught in another flame bastard. Second one. Oh, critical chance! Sorry for screaming to the mic. Listeners. Critical hit! See how 2d10 points of damage treats you. Well, only five. <laughs> Average. <laughs> uh, you guys need upgrade weapons. There you go. Fifth. I mean, I wasn't going to tell you how much HP it has left. Totally now, uh, Victor's turn. Okay. <clears throat> Which one does she attack? Same one Landris uh, Same one. She took his advice and she's I'm going to go on that guy and 26. Hit. 14. Miss. All right. 22. Noise. You you put it out. It, you smash it to pieces, and you see like the magma kind of melts to the floor and goes down into the tram, which is burning below you. Uh, now it is now uh, the second one's turn, and uh, which is dead. Oh, wait, I I did that wrong. Yeah, 
you kill the second one, so it's not as funny. I was like, was there a second, third one? Don't judge me. <laughs> oh uh, no. I'm really I'm really good at Pathfinder. So, uh, Baron, uh, he brings his hands together almost like he's holding an orb, and uh, electricity starts crackling between them. And he kind of stretches them out, stretch him out, and he's just arcing between his hands. And then he kind of almost hurls it at you, and a, a flash of lightning happens. A, a bolt of lightning goes from his hand and through both of you guys. And you hear the sound of lightning, which this close is an absolute cacophony crackling. And uh, you guys are going to be hit by this thing, unless you guys are super awesome. Please tell me you're not super awesome. It wouldn't be D&D unless somebody casts a lightning bolt. He throws cardboard lightning bolts at you. <laughs> I cringe into obscurity. Lightning bolts, DC 18 reflex save for half. I'm totally, um, I'm gonna use Cat's Luck. Yeah, I'm using- The Cat's Luck okay. ability yeah, yeah. to roll twice and take the better result. And I didn't have to, but, <laughs> uh, 33. I got 15. No, you don't save. All right, no, uh, yeah. but Victor, you don't save. Landris, you do. 31 points of damage and half of that for you, Landris. 15, I'm really hurt still. Uh, this uh, this is actually going to pass through your force field. Yeah. So it's not going to do any damage to you. Uh, it doesn't do damage to the force no, field? Yeah, so your force field doesn't okay. turn off. It's still going to be on. But it doesn't absorb any of that damage. All right, and then he's going to teleport uh, back uh, between you guys, and he's going to teleport right in front of Shiva. And he, as he, like, teleports over to Shiva, right, he, he shoulder checks her. She falls on the ground. He takes his boot, and he stomps on her crotch, and you hear her scream out. And uh, she kind of immediately goes into field position, and he turns to you guys. Uh, Booker is gonna. Booker's just gonna. Booker seemed to get very upset that he hit Shiva, and it worked because he's gonna hit. He's gonna do a little bit of damage. He's like, I can't get a good angle on him. Now it is back to the top of the turn with Fire Demon Dude. This Fire Demon Dude doesn't like any of you guys. He doesn't have a breath weapon, so he's gonna uh, run over to Landris and he's. Uh, I'm sorry, Victor. And he's gonna try to strike him. Twenty-three. Hit. Oh my gosh. Only six points of damage. Uh, as he tries to snap at you, but that's gonna be absorbed by your force field. Force field. Boom! It absorbs it instead of you getting hurt, which is nice. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm gonna do for you? You don't catch on fire. Yay! The force field stops it. I like not catching on fire. Uh, but you can feel the heat radiating off this thing. You see almost like its feet are melting a little bit into the metal top of this tram. Um, making it the end of its turn, and it is Lamers' turn. I'm gonna have Bird move into a flanking position with Baron and Victor. Okay. And then I'm gonna try and move like away, so uh, Baron would really have to try to come get me. Okay. Maybe try and interpose. Eh, no, I need a shot. And I'm gonna spend a panache point to hit his touch AC. Nice. Can you move and attack? Yeah. And send Bird somewhere? Well, Bird's got, like, his own turn. I assume we're just sitting. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely on your turn. Yep, cool. 19 to Baron's touch AC. Hit. He's got the touch! He's got the fire! He takes 12 damage, and I'm going to make this uh, entangling shot. You and your entangling shot, you're really excited about your entangling shot. <laughs> so he's entangled for one round? Okay. And I point and say, grab him. Shiva's turn. Shiva is disabled at the moment. She's going to reel in pain for her entire turn. And it is Victor's turn. I'm going to charge at him. Are you charging to attack or are you going to be Ooh, yeah. grappling? What are you doing here? Uh, All right. I'm going to charge and attack him first. Smart. Here we go. 29. Oh, hit. 
24. 24. Okay. Nice. Right. He's a hardy guy, but you're 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 eating away at him. Okay. He. You hear Booker say, uh, "You thought you were ahead, huh? Well, looks like the situation has changed." Oh goodness. And you swear you're not sure, but in court, I think he would testify that Baron rolls his eyes. <laughs> I actually smile at this one. <laughs> He's gonna step up to. Stepping right up to the map. I, well, I did move far him, away so from him and entangle him. Right, so I meant Victor is what I meant. Whoever's right next to him, Victor. Yeah. You guys' names are the worst. Um, <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. It's absolutely to do with me, but I like to project my faults onto others. I was about to say, they're not even close. Uh, all right, so he's going to hit you, and uh, you see uh, as like he has his armor underneath his um, suit starting to glow red and burn some holes in his suit, and his his mace, his, his, his flail is also starting to glow red. Uh, oh, you, got my, you might have gotten lucky here. Uh, 35, 18, and 20. Two hit. 16 points of damage. And if you still have your force filled up, you won't catch fire. Uh, yeah. I have two more points. 14, 15, 16 points of damage. Okay. There's another. Four points of damage. He has a lot going on, so it's like I have to roll D8s and D6s for fire. Uh, that's, that's him on you. He did a full attack on you. He, he... Hits you over the side of your face with his mace, and then hits you in the chest with it with his backhand of the mace of uh, the gosh darn flail, which is not a mace. It is Booker's turn. Booker uses the the wonderful flanking to try to get a sneak attack on him, and it's successful. Yay! He jumps and with both hands on the dagger drives it into the back of. Baron, who kind of he kind of reels back when somebody tickles your back real quick or grabs your back and gets scared, or even worse when somebody touches the back of your neck and you know how like you shrivel up. He does that and he's like reaching for the knife in his back, but he's gonna take that damage. Nice. All right, now it's gonna go to the top of the turn. Uh, Hellhound that is still alive, and it was over by Victor, uh, but Victor moved away, so it's gonna go to Landris. Landris, 13, 23. 23 hits me. Yes. He's going to do. Eight points of damage. Plus, I need you to make a reflex save. DC 14. Unless I roll a natural one, I can succeed at that. Yeah, I mean. Alright, and you don't catch fire. But the thing bites you and it grabs your leg and then it, when it peels its mouth off, it peels some of your skin with it. Uh, it's got these you know, vicious jowls with like hooked teeth in the front of it. Now it makes it Landris' turn. <laughs> Why did druids like these things? <laughs> I'm going to ignore this hellhound, and I'm going to keep my bow trained on Baron. Okay. And I'm just going to take prepared action. If he goes to cast a spell, or if he goes to move at me, I'm going to do the same thing I did last turn. Okay. And then Bird's still like trying to be inconspicuous, but it's floating in a flanking position. Okay. Shiva is still reeling in pain, uh, but this is going to be last turn where she's going to be incapacitated. Victor, you are flanking, so you're going to get a plus two. Ooh, plus two. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to do two attacks. And 19. 19 will not hit. Okay. It would have if he was still in pain. Sorry. <laughs> 25, though. Nice. Oh, man, you're really cutting into him here. Uh, he's not looking super great. You burned through a lot of his stuff, and you actually... you As you bring your, your Warhammer down, you crack his skull, and you can see, literally, the top half of his skull mask breaks and cracks. It's got this vicious crack through it now. And you could... You, like... You heard a crack, and you're like, I'm not sure if that was just bone mask, or I might have just, like, fractured this guy. Get some of his, uh, 
his bones aching. All right, it now makes it his turn, and he uh, he kind of like holds his arm, he starts panting, and he like, kind of looks around as he's surrounded, and he, well, still like making eye contact with you, uh, Victor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he his arm juts out, and he grabs Booker by the throat, oh. and then he teleports back to the side of the tram, and he holds uh, Booker out over the side of the tram, and you hear him go, Landris, Victor, help. And Baron kind of looks at Booker and then looks at you guys and says, Lanris, Victor. Baron is kind of panting and he says, The canister, where is it? Have you tried looking it up in the yellow pages? He drops Booker. And the last you see in the flash, because you're moving so so fast, is Booker hits some steel beams and you just see like just a couple ribbons of flesh just jolt out and then his flash is gone. He's way back now on the back of the tracks. Hmm. Um, and he's, you hear um, Baron say, I only need one of you alive to tell me. Uh, and he gets back into that meditating position. You start to see he starts getting healed again. And then you hear, uh, excuse me, sirs, but you've accrued enough loyalty points to receive another reward. Please make your selection on the touch screen. Uh, you can pick uh, the two things you didn't pick, which is the laser sight, the fire extinguisher, or uh, a belt of giant strength plus two, which is which is skinned as uh, just like uh, these these crystals on on the belt that kind of almost pierce you a little bit as you put them on. Oh, I want that belt. What you need? I need to not die of thirteen HP. <laughs> uh. I only got 14 HP, so... Oh, well, we're both really bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, when you say fire extinguisher, do you mean, like, a literal, just, like, red canister? Yep. yep. You can take the belt. Sure. Good choice, sir. I would have picked the fire extinguisher myself. There seems to be a lot of that around here. And he goes, but I'm malfunctioning, so what do I know? And he dispenses <laughs> the belt. And then he goes, sirs, you look like you still need aid. Perhaps you should cease doing whatever activity is harming you. And he dispenses another trauma kit. The the hellhound is like, it starts slinking towards you. And then you see uh, that same devil star thing appears at its feet. And it starts getting like almost pulled into it. You don't see anything pulling it into it, but it just is. And it's kind of scraping against the thing, clawing, trying to get out. And it gets pulled under. And then it, it closes up. A gout of flame comes out. So you, now, you, you still have a couple uses of your other trauma pack, right? got five uses how many uses did you use i only used two all right so you now have a total of seven uses between these two things now and you have two rounds to do it on so it's uh oh. so you can you can use this trauma kit uh twice looks like uh but twice for each of you what are you guys gonna do you guys got two rounds what are you gonna do i'm gonna hit the um the wall with my hammer okay 25 okay uh you almost feel like the light's changing a little bit in this one area specifically. I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take a full round action on the wall where he's hitting it. Okay. And like Shiva, help us with this. All right. I think I'm gonna use blunt arrows because I feel like that'll be more effective against a wall. Okay. That makes sense to me. Um, 59 damage. Holy crap! All right. You hear a shattering sound, and the light coming from this one side is much brighter, or not much brighter, but it is brighter than the other sides. Um, and then you hear over the, uh, your comms, guys, I'm almost, I'm, I'm inbound five by five. Just hold out a little bit longer. 
Um, do 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 do. So that was your full action. You guys got one more round. You guys, what are you gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna climb onto the side of the tram. Okay, just I'm giving you full details. You do every once, so I'll make sure you understand what's happening. The tram underneath you is completely on fire. Oh wait, what? Yeah, the hellhounds down there and stuff. They the whole, down there is all on fire inside oh. the tram. Well, I guess I'm gonna take the time to try and heal myself. Okay, you can just take ten, so you can just do the one d eight plus one. That's gonna make it uh, your turn there, Victor. Yeah, I have to heal myself. So Baron, actually, you can see like he's still kind of messed up. He doesn't look like he's healed all the way. So he starts doing what he was doing the first two times. He's doing that thing that you can kind of tell is now a summoning spell or summoning something. Uh, and a large devil star sort of melts into the ground. And you hear uh, Baron say some uh, say something again. You hear, Sofuran Gandrach! And you hear uh, fire, the sound of raging fire. And then slinking out almost like uh, going curling the rim is this creature that is from the, the the waist up bipedal, but below it, it has this almost centipedal tail, and it has this big old spear. This is known as a salamander. It almost kind of looks like um, uh, like a, a dragon lizard sort of thing. It's got spikes on its spine and, and all the way down the back of its tail. And you hear a uh, bird go, boop, boop, boop. Language detected. Language is, it's like it prints out like on a dot matrix printer. Beep. Ignin. Beep, beep, beep. Translation. Sulfuron, come forth. It is now Lanor's turn. I'm going to interpose either Victor or Shiva between me and the thing that's okay. been summoned. I don't know if I already mentioned, but Shiva has gotten up. Uh, she's recovered from that very dirty blow. Right. You did. Um, whoever's closer, I'm going to interpose them between me and the thing. Should I be? That'll probably be Shiva. Okay, and then I'm going to take a prepared action to shoot Baron with the usual should he come in here. Okay. Now it's going to be Shiva's turn. Uh, Shiva is going to do, 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 prepare an action to hit this thing if it comes near her. Victor. Uh, I'm going to do the same. Prepare an action to hit it if it comes near me. All right. Baron teleports in there, triggering your action. Uh, who's he to, like, where's he appear? He's he's actually appearing uh, right behind all you guys. Okay. Uh, 32 to his touch, I see. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he needed to turn off Deadly Aim. <laughs> uh, six points of damage, and he's entangled. So, look, uh, great, he's, all right. Yeah. It's my trick. It's my hunter trick. <laughs> he has fire trail, and he's going to walk around leaving a trail of fire, and he never gets to move now for you. <laughs> Good. I hope he doesn't get to enjoy it. So you triggered a turn, but now it is his turn. Uh, he's behind you guys, uh, which is not quite flanking yet because the salamander is not near there. But he's going to hit. Uh, he's going to spread his attacks between uh, one for each of you. I've got two guns, one for each of you. No, we prepared an action. Oh yeah, yeah. But you prepared. Did you you prepared for um, salamander dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if it makes you excited, he did roll a natural one. I'm so... It does. It makes me excited. So he's just going to be going against Shiva and Landris. Uh, Victor. 28 versus Shiva, just going to hit. And a 23 versus Victor. Yeah, that hits. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 points of damage to you, and you need to make a reflex save. 14. You made it. You're not on fire. Um, 
And he's gonna do the same to Shiva, who's gonna take eight points of damage. She's gonna make reflex save. And which she does not save. She's gonna she catches on fire. See, Shiva's fur catches on fire. The little bit of it she does have, it's not covered in metal. Um Now she looks like Anakin. <laughs> Salamander dude's gonna come forward, and you guys is gonna trigger both you and Shiva's actions. Sweet. Man, that's the problem. Rolling like a D10. She did one point of damage. All right, cool. Uh, now your turn, Lanners, uh, for your prepared action. Full round, it'll be 14 and 12. Miss and miss. Oh, it's 500. No, because move. Miss and miss. This salamander thing. Now that's close to you. You can feel the heat off of it. I don't know if you've actually like, been really close to a campfire or something. You had to back off. You want it, like, you're backing up in, at La uh, Landorus. You can feel him, like, backing into you involuntarily. It's, the, it's so hot. The salamander is very, very hot. Um, some like it hot. Oh, boy. It's my turn? Uh, no, it, it's salamander's turn. It moved, and you get to attack, so it triggered stuff. So it's going to hit. It's going to spread all as well from Shiva and you, Landorus. So we got a 15 on Shiva, which is a miss. 20 on you, Lanners. Miss. I meant Victor. Gosh darn it. Hit. Uh, I meant whoever it's going to hit. <laughs> I promise that's not what happened. Uh, and then it's also going to use its tail to try to hit you as well, Lanners. Okay. Um, Victor. Victor. Gosh darn Victor. 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 22. Yep. Okay. This is not going to be fun for anybody. No, I'm probably going to die. Well, could be. You're gonna take eight points of damage. That, oh wait, uh, no, 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 wait, no, 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 wait, none of the ah. Caleb almost cheated. It cannot full round attack and move. Now can it? Now yeah, no, can it? No. <laughs> so it's good. You're just gonna take eight points of damage. I'm knocked out. And you see, uh, Lanners, that it it's it takes its tail and it wraps him up, and it uh, and it as he as it slaps him and wraps him up. Uh, so he's going to make a grab attack, but obviously you can't resist, so it now has you grab mm -hmm. Uh And you hear Baron say, Funny, to me, the situation looks exactly the same. And uh, you is now going to go to the top of the order, except you hear, Burner! 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 And the, uh, the vertebrate kind of comes up almost vertically, and you see standing there is Minotaur, and he has his grenade launcher. And you see, like... <laughs> <laughs> Both the salamander and Baron look at it, and he just, just doesn't have enough time as he shoots out uh, some grenades and it hits. Uh, and Baron like teleports away from the, before the grenade can explode, uh, and the other grenades are keep hitting the salamander, which drops uh, Victor, and uh, is now going to make it Lanris's turn. Minotaur kind of stands aside and he's just like, "Get on!" And you can see Tally looking out through the window. I'm going to try and. Baron teleport? Did he teleport out of sight, or is he just out of the box now? He's out of the box now. I mean, I'm gonna try and drag Victor with me into the plane. Okay. That sounds like something a Florian actually could accomplish. Uh, you know what? She was just gonna help you. There's no reason to do this in, in, in that kind of order. So she kind of helps you, and you guys uh, put her on there. Um, and uh, she doesn't even bother to put herself out. She's like on fire. She gets him in there. Uh, and the salamander kind of recovers and it starts slithering over you guys and uh, the vertebrate starts flying away and uh, Baron kind of runs up to the edge of the tram and he's like, no! And he starts beginning to cast a spell again and he shoots out a bowl of electricity as you guys uh, fly away and it hits 
the vertebrate and you hear beep, 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 as everything starts shutting down. And uh, Tally's starting to try to recover it. And uh, she gets the engines back on in time. So you kind of like uh, skid and slide, but you keep up in the air and you keep going and you get away from the uh, the tram. And you just see uh, the salamander and Baron just staring down you guys as you leave. And you hear Tally going, uh, what happened back there? I do not say anything. I do not say anything because I'm passed out. <laughs> Shiva grabs your, your med kit and starts trying to use it on uh, Landris. Victor. Do you mean Victor? You s- That's ex- nope, Landris. Because you, you know he, she doesn't care. She really likes you, Landris. <laughs> you need to do a like another tongue twister exercise with our names. <laughs> I do. I do. You're gonna take uh, seven HP back. I don't know if that brings you awake or not. Yeah, that will bring me back. Okay. Um, I'm just kind of in shock. I'm like sitting down, looking down, not saying sure. anything. You hear uh, Tally again. Is everyone okay back there? And Shiva says, "No, go back." And Tally's like, "We're not going back. No, 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 no. Back down the track." And uh, Tally's like. Whatever you say, and she goes back down the track, and uh, she was says, "Stay low to the ground." And Tally's like, "I can't go to low. Stay low to the ground." And Tally's like, "Not gonna argue right now because it seems that you guys are really upset." And she goes low to the ground, and uh, she starts going kind of slower. And you see, uh, she was like scanning the ground, uh, looking out of the of the um, side of the vertebrae, until she goes, "There, put her down over there." And Tally doesn't argue anymore. She just goes over, and you uh, you stop by Booker's body, and he is bad. There's, there's blood everywhere. His his right arm is in literally ribbons. There's just these long stretches of flesh, and it's crushed. And uh, Shiva grabs him and puts him onto the vertebrae, and Booker's hand reaches out and grabs your pants. Uh, Landris, and kind of squeezes them. He kind of squeezes his hand under your pants. And you can hear muffled breathing that's struggling and full of liquid. And uh, Tally starts flying back to the base, and she uses the intercom and goes, uh, Stallion, I got somebody that's real bad here. Uh, you're going to need to help him as soon as we put down there. And you hear Stallion come back. Um, I'll be ready as soon as you guys get here. And you guys start flying back to the base at, at record speeds. Like, I assumed Booker was dead, and, like, I'm still looking down. And now I see, like, he's not dead. He's, like, worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, freaking out. Like, I'm hyperventilating. I'm, I'm still hyperventilating. And, like, I kind of think for a second. And I just kind of go go down on autopilot and just start, like, grabbing the trauma kit and trying to help Booker. But, like, I'm still in shock. It's the fumbling... It, you would, if you could not be more amateur, not because of your talents, but because of what wound do you address first? How do you dress it? Uh, but you start just doing your best, and as soon as you're putting bandages on, it just gets sog, this soggy with um, with the blood. And at this point, by the way, Stallion's put herself out, and you look at her, and the parts of her that were flesh are burned. Do you mean Shiva? Exactly. You said Stallion, but yeah. I meant Shiva. I'm sorry. There's a lot of names. All right. <laughs> You guys aren't looking peachy keen either. No. You don't know if you've ever been on a longer trip. This seems, every second just seems so long. And you're just flying, and the cool of the air is is easing the pain from all the fire you've taken. Do you guys do anything during the trip? I mean, I'm still just up. Like, we have the two trauma kits. I'm just applying mm-hmm. everything to Booker. Sure. And like I said, I'm, I'm like on I'm like on autopilot. I don't say anything, and like my eyes are staring straight ahead. 
Booker's lips are moving, and you can see he's trying to talk. Uh, but every time he tries to talk, you just see uh, more blood comes out of his mouth. It seems to be worse as he talks. And he's trying to say something, and he just can't get it out. I'm just staring at my hand, my robotic arm. And every now and then just kind of looking back to where the train was. Just kind of looking, looking around. After an even longer amount of time, you finally get to the base. It opens up the top. It lands, and there is Shiva ready with a gurney. And she's like, put him on, put him on. And you put it on, and she rushes him over to the med bay. And uh, the doors close in the med bay, and her and Dr. DeSocio start trying to work on Booker. And Marcus is there to meet with you. And, uh, to, and when he gets taken away, uh, he looks at you two guys and says... What happened back there? I just kind of, like, slump against the wall and slide down it and curl up. It's like, into my office, now! I slowly walk back and pick Landris up. Shiva helps you, he's like, Landris, Landris, we gotta go to the office. Landris. And I'm a, you know what she's gonna do? She's gonna slap you, but she's gonna use a heel check. This is a heel slap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she has no heel. Ten. She slaps you, it hurts more than heels. But she's trying to get, yeah, like, Landris, hey, hey, we still need you. I, I push her a bit and get to my feet. You guys go to the office, and, and Marcus is pacing back and forth, and he's, like, running his hands through his hair, and he's like, what happened, huh? What happened to you guys today? What do you mean? What do I mean? It's like, it's like you've forgotten everything. You guys went to a concert? You went to a concert? You understand that there's somebody out here hunting you guys, right? Do you know what now I have on my hands? Now I have a dying man on my hands who I can't take to the hospital because A, if I take him to the hospital, who's going to find him but the Baron and then find the rest of us? Or I have to try to, even if I could take him there, could I afford the help that the hospital's going to charge me? No, I can't afford that price. And so my options are either to take him there and put all of us in danger or to try to take care of him here, which obviously we don't have the tech to do. So either way, I choose either his death or the rest of us to put in danger. All because you guys decided to go see a concert. You don't think Baron was going to find you when you go to the most popular thing in town? She was dead silent. She's like staring at you guys. What went through your minds? This isn't a walk in the park. There's a real problem here. There's real people trying to kill you. He knows who we are. He knows our names. Of course he does. Booker told him. Told him our names. He didn't mean to, but he did. He knows. Why was Booker even there to tell him the names? You, Shiva, and Vic and Landris are the only people who are supposed to go on that mission. This isn't Glee Club after school. Uh, you're right. We messed up. But just so you know... Before this, we were just security for a tram. That's all we were. You're the one who hired us. You're the one who took us in. You didn't train us. We didn't know anything about this. We don't know anything that's going on. You're keeping us in the dark. Do you know enough to listen to your employer and follow simple instructions? We got you the information. Even more. We got a number. Get out. Get out of my office while I try to clean up this mess you've caused. And the door opens. And... Stallion comes in and she has a smock on and she's taking off gloves and they're bloody gloves and the smock's bloody. And she looks up at you guys and says, I'm sorry, but he's not going to make it.
Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. And if you want to support me and my indie game development company, Raconteur Games, consider purchasing our first game now available on Steam called Close Order. Thank you so very much, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hey, Danny, do you want to play some D&D tonight? Oh, I can't. My parrot's going to have open-heart surgery again. That sucks. Yeah, it's going to be super boring. Hang in there, Danny. She'll pull through. But remember, when you can't play, listen. At Tales from the Lich, we do our best to provide an immersive RPG play session with an ever-expanding library. When you can't play, listen. TalesfromTheLich.com